This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. And in the meantime, we're going to send it back to our boys on the AMI panel who have done a great job all weekend long. Thank you, Nico and Mike. Uh, that was quite an entertaining uh, bronze medal game. Vince Ryan will not be having nightmares tonight as he uh, buries the, the winning goal to win the bronze medal. I'm joined by Cam Jenkins and Brett Wills. Gentlemen, thoughts on that game? Oh, Brock, Vince Ryan is an absolute beast as we've seen all weekend. He buries that shot for the game-winning goal. Congratulations to Vince Ryan and his crew. Cam? You know what? That was a fantastic game. You know what? The gold medal game is going to have to live up to this one because this has been the best game in the entire tournament. And I just want to say way to go for Team Red. They played their hearts out right from the opening face-off. Pre-game, we were talking about why weren't they on the ice yet. That's because their coach, I'm sure they were talking in the dressing room to the team right when they were coming out right from the get-go, right when they were doing the warm-ups, they were professional. And it's just heartbreaking that they lost for that team. Uh, they also had a couple of goals called back. One of them I thought was very questionable as to whether or not that should have counted as a goal because I feel that the goalie uh, for Team Yellow kind of kicked the um, uh, nut off the moorings there, and I felt that that goal should have called or should have been called. Uh, Aaron Prevo, the goaltender, especially in overtime, made some phenomenal saves to almost get the victory there, but it just wasn't be to be today. Um, that whole team, Red, they should be very proud of themselves. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I expected this to be a tighter game, uh, definitely, because um, I, I, I think we uh, haven't seen the best of Red, but certainly we saw a really good effort. Brett? Oh, good. Just going back to Vince Ryan, I, I just... I've got pins and needles uh, running up and down my arms still. Just what a performance. What a shot. Just unbelievable play. Just the, to the wherewithal to know just to shoot and, and just unbelievable. Yes, no, and uh, Aaron Prebo, the goalie, really had no, uh, no chance on that at all. Do you think, uh, Cam, that uh, Vince Ryan, because he had it on his stick earlier, was really looking to bury that goal in overtime? Oh, absolutely. He had uh, the opportunity to win it just before the final bell rung for in the third period, and he missed it. So uh, for him to be able to have that opportunity again to bury it, uh, he has to be very happy with that opportunity because nobody wants to go out being the GOAT, and uh, he ended up uh, being the winner. So. And, and you could tell that Vince Ryan has had a wonderful weekend. He was up here in our booth talking to the play-by-play -play guys he had a big smile on his face he was dressed to the nines what a classy fashionable young man he is and he really almost came back stronger after injury um in the first game he took a puck off the uh, off the ankle which we weren't sure if he was going to uh, come back do you guys think he came back stronger after injury brock i think that that was the tipping point right there for his weekend you know you got to feed the wolf, and I think that that shot off his ankle fed him to, to try his best and to come back stronger and harder than ever. Actually, as I, as I think about it, I'm actually thinking it might have been a head thing because I remember him coming up to the booth and saying that his, uh, 
head and neck were sore when he neck, came. Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure that that was that was uh, Vince Bryan with the um, head and neck injury. Cam, any additional thoughts on the Bronzeville game? Well, you know what? I just think that we should also recognize from both Team Yellow and Team Red, uh, the coaching staff, because there's a lot that goes into being able to get these players on the ace and playing as well as that they do. Um, so for the uh, Team Yellow coaching staff, there's uh, Joey Alley from the Vancouver Eclipse, uh, Fred Angers from the Hibou de Montreal, uh, you have Sean Cowie from the uh, Vancouver Eclipse, and then you have our Mercio Sampio from the Toronto Ice Owls. And for Team Red, we have Joel Anthony Del Grande from the Toronto Ice Owls, Wade Del Grande, Del Grande Toronto Ice Owls, Duke Doy Nguyen from the Ibu du Montreal, and Stephen Joy from the Newfoundland Islanders. And it's a testament for all these individuals from different teams to come together, uh, not only the players, but the coaching staff who may be familiar with each other, but may not, to, to be able to put a game plan together for a situation such as we just saw to pull out a victory or, or to get, just get their team ready for battle. How tough would it be uh, from, let's talk about Red's perspective. Red ha hasn't had a win yet going into the bronze medal game. How tough would it be for a coaching staff, Cam, to get your team ready to go for a game like this? I think it would be very tough. Uh, at the end of the day, I really think that it depends on uh, how the players played and what the score uh, has been in the games that they have lost. If they were blown out in all of the games, I think it would be a lot harder uh, to believe in yourself. Um, but as we all know, there's been games where Miracle on Ace, what was that, 1980, um, the underdog can win. And they didn't get blown out in any of their games. And I think it would have been very easy for the coach to be able to pump uh, his team up, have a really good talk with them before the game. And it showed because they played great defense. They were very active with their stick work, making sure that the sticks were in the lanes to kind of break up some plays. Um, they were fast. Um, they were good in the offensive zone. And this could have gone a lot differently for Team Red because, like I said before, they had two goals called back in this game. So it could have very easily been Team Red that won this game. Unfortunately, bounces didn't go their way today. Could have rest played a little bit of a factor in this game because I know a lot of the athletes were talking about going out on the town uh, Saturday night and then uh, not so much yesterday. You didn't hear, uh, you didn't hear, you heard some people say, oh, I'm hanging around in bed. You know, they went out Friday. And then you heard a little more of, no, I'm going to hang around in, in the hotel. Do you think rest could have played a factor in this game? Well, uh, for an individual who hasn't been to the Big Smoke, the city of Toronto, I'm sure Friday night they let their hair down a little bit. And I, and we heard, as we heard yesterday, a lot of the athletes were stayed in and stayed uh, close to the hotel. I know for a fact that rest, relaxation, and just... The fact that, uh, that, that they took their mind off the game for a bit, that certainly would, would have helped. Mike Ross joins us right now, uh, coming off of uh, calling this uh, game uh, with Nico. Mike, quick thoughts on this game. Well, before we go to, to Gold Black, I thought, you know, Red needed to get out to a quick start, which they did. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't sustain it. 
And White really controlled, I thought, sort of the offensive side of things. They had the better passing game. They had the better breakouts. And in the end, that's what made the difference. They got the better chances in overtime. They were nice and clean. They spread out, which was huge. Red tended to, to be a little erratic. And certainly, I thought, just a little bit too much on the puck. Two or three guys on one puck. It's not working. You've got to spread it out. You've got to get open for that clean pass. And that's, uh, I think, going to be the secret to the success here in the gold medal game as well. Just want to take a time out here, fellas. Send it down to ringside because our Jeff Ryman is standing by with a post-game interview. I'm here with the game-winning goal scorer, Vince Ryan. Just hearing those words, game-winning goal, how does that feel? Wow. I mean... Uh... Do I do the normal pit pod? Uh, we just wanted to get the good game, you know. No, let me give you a good answer. That was amazing. It felt great. I, you know, I don't want to give anybody any type of thing. It's been a long time since I got to game, score a game-winning goal in a game that meant something. Um, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. I just wanted to go out there and help my team as much as I could today. And really, coach came to us yesterday and said, uh, you know, find a reason to win. Find somebody on the team to win for. And, uh, you know, Joey and I get to work a lot in the summer, and Blake and I are quite good friends. So I really wanted to make them uh, get another championship. Well, not a championship, at least a medal out of this. And uh, so I really wanted to come on and give them all we got today. Jeff Ryman, thank you. Appreciate that. Great reaction. I love the fact that Vince comes out of that and says, you know, do you want to be, I'm going to give you the stock answer and just, you know, uh, really happy to help the team, blah, blah. No, he's thrilled. And as, as you heard him say there, it's been a while since he's scored a game-winning goal. That means a lot. And uh, I love hearing the emotion in that answer. Taking a look down by uh, rinkside, Team Gold coming towards the ice. And uh, noticed right out of the gate, they're coming out en masse here, just as Team Red did. And you wonder if that might be a little bit of a confidence move here for a Team Gold as they come out to the bench. Uh, that's basically what I'm expecting, guys. Uh, Brock, just to answer your question, I'm expecting this Team Gold to come out confident. I'm expecting them to stick to what has worked for them, which is good, solid defensive play down low. Five players getting involved in D and then transitioning onto offense. That's what's worked for them. I think it continues to do so. These guys also are going to have uh, Swagger uh, undefeated. Haven't lost a game yet. I expect them to come out with some some jump and uh, just uh, no holds bars, really. Well, we have Team Black here just entering their bench, and uh, I, I hear a faint black, black, black. So they're all ready to go, too. It's going to be an exciting, exciting matchup. Lots of cheering going on uh, between uh, Team Yellow and Team Black going back and forth already, setting the, uh, setting the tempo a little bit here. And I'm going to be very curious to see if we manage to get the emotion that uh, we caught late in that red and yellow bronze medal game because uh, clearly uh, they're playing for gold here, but they're also playing for national team spots, and that's going to be huge. You know, guys, uh, watching the games in the first couple of days, you've got an idea about some of the guys who are pretty much shoe-ins, but there are other guys that might be a little bit on the bubble, may not uh, necessarily be guaranteed a spot and they're thinking not only do i have a chance to win a gold in this tournament but i got a chance here to maybe cement myself a spot on the canadian national team first of its kind that'll play in the united states come october 
And that's something cool, too. First of its kind. So you get to be the inaugural team of uh, Team Canada. So that's something that they want to wear on their cap as well to know that they were part of the first team. No doubt about that. I want to bring in uh, Nico here, who's getting set to do the play-by-play -play here as both these teams are lining up. Nico, to take a little team photo before the game gets going. What are you expecting in this one? I mean, you've been at these tournaments for years. You've seen these two teams come along here, and uh, you saw the game between the two clubs yesterday. I'm expecting a tight game, much tighter than what we witnessed yesterday as Team Gold really flexed some muscle in their win over Team Black yesterday. I think Team Black's going to come back with a lot of poise. I think you're going to see some really solid goaltending out of Lauren Weber to give him a chance. I think the big challenge for Team Black is, as you've alluded to, finding someone that's able to skate with Anthony Ciula because he's got the ability to take the puck from coast to coast. But they got to get somebody up there supporting him for that passing option. And I think that's where Team Gold might have the edge as they've got some players who can skate with Jason Yuha. And right now, Yuha and Marty Dufour are forming some really good chemistry. And I think that's going to be tough for Team Black to deal with here. Well, you got to think that if you're, for example, a Mark DeMontis, you yeah. want to be shadowing Yuha as best you can. You want to be on him and, and just stick with him game from from the opening face off to the end of this game you know there's two strategies to deal with a dominant player like Yuha. you can either be all over him and just plaster him and make his life miserable or the other strategy which teams often take is let him control the play let him take the puck up the ice as long as we cover up his trailing options then it doesn't matter if he has the puck because we're not giving him any passing outlets yeah. so i will be curious to see what strategy team black takes here that's the other key and you talk about the, the passing lanes need to be open you need to spread the game out a little bit we've seen too many instances and we saw it in that bronze medal game where team red just was too bunched up, not giving themselves an opportunity, not just to make the clean pass, to make the clean pass in a way that allows them to then develop a scoring chance. That wasn't happening. That's what we did see from Team uh, Goal, or Yellow rather, in that bronze medal game. That's what led to the, the game-winning goal. A couple of rushes, in fact, in that overtime were created thanks to the fact that they spread their game out a little bit. Now, four-on-four four makes that a little bit easier. Mm. You got a little bit more ice to play with. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have that necessarily five-on-five, five, but that really is one of the big keys. Should be one heck of a gold medal game here between Team Gold and Team Black, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention a few players to keep tabs on in this game. We've already alluded to the fact that Jason Yuha has been a breakout player wearing number 99 for Team Gold. I've really been impressed with the play of Jan Gobey. He wears number 88 for Team Gold, a defenseman, but we've seen him pot a few goals here this weekend, and he's certainly a player to keep tabs on as well. Guys, we're going to go through the panel here. I want a bit of a prediction, if you don't mind, on uh, what, you're, what you think is going down here in this gold medal game. Cam? Yeah, I think that uh, Team Gold is going to end up uh, overcoming it. I'm going to predict maybe a 4-3 game, and I'm going to go for overtime because I really think Team Black, I think you're going to see a huge gain out of Lauren Weber today in goal. Brett? 2-1 Black, Lauren Weber with the game MVP. All right, we got a split here so far. Brock? I'm going yellow. You are going to pot the game winner, and I'm going to go 5-4 uh, yellow. We taking any action on this, or...? 
<laughs> we just we just keep it honest. We're, I think we're gonna keep it honest here uh, this weekend. I think I've got to put a I can put a spoon on this. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll match you the spoon and I'll raise you a knife. All right, there you go. That sounds good to me. All right, fellas, thanks a lot. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit ami.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.